What up, everybody? Welcome back to the Brothers Brand Podcast, episode 141, The Masters, a tradition unlike any other. That's exactly right, Rob. I'm Rick Brandt, and you're my brother, Rob Brandt. <laughs> All it in. <laughs> Live from Augusta, Georgia. I am Tell here. Tell us, Rob, what's the atmosphere like? Well, I am here in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, going to be uh, working security for the week. Uh, super excited about that. Going to be manning the practice putting green. And if, if, you're, if you're coming to town, stop by the practice putting green. Say hi, but uh, Rick, the the, the at- in the air, the atmosphere is amazing. It, I would call it the calm before the storm. Right now, we have players trickling in. Scotty Scheffler was out and about today. Seamus Powers was out and about today on the course. Uh, we had an awesome drive, chip, and putt uh, championship with some pretty epic shots. And we had a thriller of a Augusta National Women's Amateur event that went to three sudden death holes. So uh, the stage has been set and the buzz is happening. Rob, that sounds amazing. Yes, those two events leading up to the tournament have not disappointed. They're always fantastic. It was the fourth year of the Women's Amateur. And the DCP continues to grow the game of golf with the next generation. But we had some buzz before this week. We had some drama and we had some storylines building as we all prepared for the first major of the year. It's spring. It's the Masters. And we've got some live golfers coming to town, Robbie boy. We've got some folks that have stepped away from the PGA Tour. They've ruffled some feathers. They've made millions and millions of dollars, and now they're coming back to eat their cake, too, at Augusta National. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Uh, You know, like I said, I work security at the Masters. Really, it's been a calm, calm uh, endeavor over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, this year I might have to break something up at the practice putting green. I just don't know yet. (laughs) Keep Rory McIlroy and Patrick Reed as far away from each other as possible. There will be no tea tossing at one another no sir no sir but uh yeah lots of buzz uh going around rick what do you think is uh what what do you think's coming to mind for this masters you've been a part of many masters i mean you were here in 2016 you and i have worked security for for years um uh, you're just missing out on this year what what do you what's going through your head sure sure so rob you know i'd be remiss if i didn't talk about the taste of the masters so the masters back in 2020 Obviously couldn't have fans in attendance because of COVID. So they came up with this program and they offered it up to folks that were willing to purchase food and have it shipped to them. And it's the pimento cheese. It's the barbecue. It's the cookies. It's the chips. It's the cups. It's, it's everything. It's the fanfare, no ice cream sandwiches, but I hear rumor has it. They are back on property this year. Man, do I just want to get one of those right now. I used to eat six a day. (laughs) Yeah, Rick, uh, you and I were chatting before we got on the podcast, and uh, I I said there was a big announcement. I said there's a huge uh, coming back of something, and uh, and you started saying Tiger's back. You started saying other things that are happening. Live, Live players are back, and I said, Rick, it's bigger than all that. 
It's the Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. It's back. Last year, it was out of stock. Whoever's going to the Masters listening to this, you need to have at least five of them. Uh, they are unbelievable. What was, sticking on the Rob, food, sticking on the food. Real peach. Real peach, Rob. Real peach in the ice cream. The cookies are the soft, warm sugar cookie. It's like a perfect combination. It's like peanut butter and tuna. You keep saying this, it, lamb and tuna fish. That's the big daddy quote. Uh, but it's spaghetti and meatball. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rick, I, I think we also have, we should just do a top five sandwich take right here. Like, give me your top five sandwiches or top five food items at Augusta National. Sure, let's go in chronological order as far as the day goes. You wake up, you get there early. I highly recommend a breakfast sandwich, maybe two, all right? They've got different options. I like the egg. I like the bacon. Throw a little cheese on there, and it is delish. They also offer some breakfast sandwiches that are sausage, um, kind of like in a biscuit, I believe, of some sort. So um, those those are also really good. The fruit is very fresh. You'll get some pineapple, some strawberry, maybe some cantaloupe or melon. Um, those those are my go-tos there uh, early on in the day. And then um, around lunchtime, I like myself a, a chicken salad sandwich. Those have been really good. Um, what do you have for lunch typically, Rob? Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change this up a little bit. I'm going to go top five like I asked. Uh, and <laughs> I'm going to go five, four, three, two, one, end it on the one. And I'm going to go number five it is the fruit. Um, I agree with you. You need that. It's great. Just walking around with some nice fruit uh, at Augusta National. Uh, number number four is uh, I actually really enjoy a uh, an ice cold beer, considering that they're $5 or $4, and they have the Crow's Nest Edition, which is uh, only you're going to get at Augusta National. Okay, number three is the chicken salad sandwich is fantastic. Fantastic. Number two is the breakfast sandwich, either sausage or chicken. You can't go wrong. And number one is is the granddaddy of them all. And it's the Georgia peach ice cream sandwich. Uh, You nailed it, Rob. You nailed it there. I occasionally will dabble with uh, I think they have like a turkey and cheese on a white bread. Um, That's always refreshing. You know, take it back to the old school. Nice and simple. Maybe a little mayonnaise on it, possibly. Yeah, a little mayo. Slap it on there. So so the food is going to be outstanding. We know that. The golf should be terrific. And um, there's some other storylines going into this year's Masters that um, I'm really excited to talk about. It's expansion. They have expanded the course once again. Augusta National is the only golf course in the country that has unlimited resources to combat the distance in which these players are now driving their, their balls as they hit them off the, off the tee boxes. And um, it's been really tough for other golf courses to try to um, counteract this yeah. the balls traveling farther, the muscle, the speed, everything. But Augusta national purchased land back behind the 13th hole, which is, um, it's a par five. It's part of Amen's Corner. It's the last leg of Amen's Corner. And uh, it's really turned into a hole that over the years, if you can picture it, it's a sharp dog leg left. And it just got a lot sharper. 
Phil Mickelson had a famous shot from the Pine Straw, and Ray's Creek runs down below there. It's actually the lowest point on the course. It's a beautiful and hole. Absolutely so the, gorgeous uh, hole. What's the name of the 13th hole, Rob? You know them all. Azalea. It's Azalea because there's 13, I believe there's 1,300 or 13,000 Azalea plants on the hole. <laughs> Something wild. That sounds about right. And uh, they're in bloom. The weather this spring has cooperated. Some Aprils, you get to the Masters week and they've either all died or they haven't popped yet, but they've popped, baby. I've seen some photos and uh, in the back of the green area is uh, is a really just stunning uh, patch of azalea bushes. But so anyway, what they did was they purchased land and they backed up the tee box about 35 yards and now what's happening, instead of it being a, a reachable green on your second shot, basically going for eagle, this hole became eagles and a birdie fest the last few years. They've now backed it up to the point where the players are really not going to have an option. If they, It, it would be a heck of a, a drive if they went for it on their second shot, but they'll likely lay up in front of Ray's Creek and then chip over, and, and you'll see some birdies, and you'll see some pars. I'm sure you'll see some some snowmen, some newspaper sevens. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Amen's Corner is one of the most sacred places probably in all of golf on the most legendary course. So for them to adjust it, I felt that was a big step for them. And um, so I'm interested to see how that shakes out. Uh, we talked about the live golfers coming back. And I just, you know, let's pause on the live situation for a minute and talk about players that haven't left, that we're going to be keeping our eyes on. Um, returning, defending champion Scotty Scheffler, player of the year last year. He won five events, one of which was the Masters. And he's hosting a dinner this week. Have you seen the menu? The menu is hysterical. It's very basic, bare bones. Rick, tell the listeners what the menu is. Right. We're going to have steak. All right. We're going to have sliders. Uh, there's going to be some salad. There's going to be, um, I believe, a little tuna tartare and uh, a little ice cream uh, for dessert. So you're absolutely right. Very basic. Scotty's a very basic individual, and I think that's one of the things everybody really likes about him. He's not flashy, and he's sticking to his Texas roots, so you know there'll be some good meat on the uh, plates there. And, oh, man, just to be a fly in the room, it's the greatest dinner that you could possibly have. All of the previous champions huddled around telling stories. I'm sure this year's seating arrangement could get a little interesting, but um, nonetheless, it, that is going to be fantastic on Tuesday evening. And then the par three contest happens. And that, Rob, talk to the listeners about that event if they haven't seen it before. Oh, my gosh. The par three contest is one of the best events in golf. And this year, Augusta National, after last year, uh, master, last year's Masters, they spent millions of dollars uh, revamping the par three. And they revamped probably about eight of the 18 holes back there and uh, totally changed it up. Um, so I'm excited to go see it. Uh, I'll be, I'll be out there this week and I, I can't wait to go see the par three and how it looks, but uh, par three competition. This is, you know, the masters is the granddaddy of them all. It's the super bowl for golf. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. 
And that starts on Thursday and it goes Thursday through Sunday. And the practice rounds are Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. But this is the last chance for golfers to just enjoy themselves, enjoy the moment, um, have fun, relax with their family. Uh, you really get to see their true colors and, and who they are. A lot of the players are going to have their wives caddying for them, uh, their their sons, their best friends, their uncles. Uh, one of my favorites was Mark Leishman had a couple of years ago brought like he has like three or four adorable little kids. And uh, they came out to the first tee box to watch him tee off on the par three. And uh, she must have been like less than one years old. And she was dressed in the caddy, the classic uh, baby caddy outfit. And she was sitting right next to the tee box. And they had a, a microphone that looked like a cattail, like a big cattail um, to capture all the sound. And all of a sudden on on ESPN or whatever coverage was uh, covering it, they kept hearing a thud, 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 thud. And they were like, what is going on? And they zoomed over and it was Mark Leishman's daughter just slapping the the what looked like a cattail just playing with it and instead of teeing off instead of reprimanding her instead of getting upset he totally embraced the moment and just was like guys sorry and uh just had to take a picture of his uh of his daughter playing with that it was just so <laughs> adorable and then you have jack nicholas who uh uh his his grandson had a hole in one and the place went nuts uh the uh, the back half of the par three competition, uh, lots of epic shots go down. And if you win the par three, you are um, uh, immortalized at uh, at Augusta. Your, your name gets put on a on a bronze plaque with everybody else that's won the par three competition. So even though it's a lighthearted event and it's a it's a party zone, quote unquote, it, it, it is very competitive. Like people want to win this event. You know, it's funny, Rob, because as much as you want to win the par three contest, which I agree with you, how freaking cool would that be the day before the Masters starts? No player has ever gone on to win the par three and then win the actual tournament itself. So you can have your par three if you want, but you're just not going to get the trophy on Sunday, basically. You can, ha- you can have your cake, but you can't eat it. <laughs> so so there's there's the lead up to it all. And then... Thursday rolls around. Personally, my favorite moment at Augusta National during Masters Week is Thursday morning. It's hours before the tournament begins. The crowd is let in, and there's a different buzz. You talked about it earlier, the calm, and you're going to see that this week. You're going to see it on Monday. You're going to see it on Tuesday. Wednesday, a party atmosphere, as you alluded to. But Thursday, things ratchet up, and... In the morning, all the fans, spectators, patrons, as they call them, get filed in. They they herd themselves in. And if they get there early enough, as the sun is just coming up over the clubhouse, the dew is still on the grass. The legends, Jack Nicholas and Gary Player, make their way to the tee box for the ceremonial first shots, essentially starting and opening up play for this year's Masters. There's been many legends over the years that have joined in this tradition. Uh, it'll be Gary Player and Jack Nicholas this year, and rumor has it in the next few years they should be adding a couple new starters. But uh, nonetheless, these two legends of the game will be teeing it up. Chairman Fred Ridley will announce to everybody, welcome to the Masters, and it is now open for play. And I can't wait to watch that. 
And then, yeah, we're going to get into it, Rob. So we talked about the past champion, Scotty Scheffler, uh, attempting to do something that, well, it hasn't been done in quite some time, and that's repeat. There's also a lot of favored golfers out there that uh, if they were to win, it would be career-defining. So who are you keeping your eyes out on leading up to the 88th plane of the Masters? Oh man, such a, such a good question, Rick. There's so much drama going on here. So many great players that, um, are going to be, uh, stepping foot at Augusta national. And, uh, the first thing that pops into my head is I want tiger to make the cut. So I want tiger to make the cut. Cause that is an Epic masters when tigers in somewhat of contention, I hope he's in contention. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's going to get so much energy and excitement from this, um, that it's going to will him to a contention status. Um, I think there's a lot of noise. I think a lot of people are going to be playing a lot of adrenaline for day one, day two. If you look at the weather, the weather actually is going to be a big factor on Saturday. They're calling for 90% rain precipitation. Um, Sunday is going to be 40%. So, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, but, uh, I really like, I was talking to our dear friend of the pod, Steven Sweeney, putting coach, PGA Tour. I really like his two guys. He's got two guys in the field right here, okay? He's got Shane Lowry, who, uh, you know, might surprise a lot of people. Shane Lowry, okay, he's always been in the, he's, he's been in the hunt. I don't know when the last time he won a tournament was, but he's he's been top 10. He's been top 15, top 25. He's consistently there. Last year, he made a run, and he finished third in the Masters last year. So he's very familiar with, with Augusta National. Colin Morikawa is also very familiar with Augusta National and came close last year as well. Um, so I like those two, but I think it's going to be very similar. I think Scotty Scheffler is the hottest player in golf right now. And as cool as the other side of the pillow, I don't think he's going to be affected by any of the live stuff and PGA stuff. I think he's going to be playing lights out. I mean, geez, he just, he just won. Uh, what did he win? He won the waste management again. He back to back there and then totally crushed the players. I mean, this guy is playing un, like unbelievable golf. I'm going Scotty Scheffler back to back. And he is starting to cement himself as one of the greatest golfers of all time. Wow, that would be incredible. Back-to-back years, uh, rewind just, uh, geez, 16 months ago. The guy hadn't won a tour event ever, and here he is. You're going to make him a two-time Masters champion. That would be, that would be, well, that would be nothing short of, well, glorious. That would be perfect. He's that would be an amazing way to start your career. And I wouldn't be happier. I mean, I couldn't be happier. That would be really cool for the game of golf. For them to have a, a young, up-and-coming, great, just a great person. Um, there's some other guys, Rob. Rory McIlroy, um, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm. These three guys also are playing very well. They have had very good track records uh, as of late. Rory coming in second last year, holding out from the bunker with Colin Morikow on 18. I think you can't win the event on Thursday, but you can definitely lose it on Thursday. And what you're going to be watching is for is I'm not, I'm not necessarily interested in who's at the top of the leaderboard at the end of the day on Thursday, but just keep an eye on somebody who shot 69, 70, somewhere in that range, like putting themselves in position. I love what you said about Tiger Woods. 
the Masters has a different feel when he's there on the weekend. And that would be really special to see him there on Saturday and Sunday in contention. That's his spot. I really believe that's probably the only place he'll ever win another golf tournament. Maybe, maybe one more. I mentioned just a few names here that um, I, I like. I like to play well. There's a there's a couple under the radar guys. Shout out to Corey Connors for winning the Valero Texas Open down in San Antonio. He punched the final ticket, the final spot into the Masters. Pretty awesome. And you've also got these amateurs. You've got the crow's nest. You've got all these guys who have never been there before. You've got legends like Freddie Couples probably playing in their last ever Masters, getting towards the end of their careers, uh, teeing it up for perhaps the final time. There's some other guys under the radar that are playing well that I like to maybe be a dark horse like a Jason Day. Call me crazy, but this guy's hitting his stride. Ricky Fowler, um, you know, he was hoping to get to Augusta National. I don't believe he got there, but there's some guys that have just really turned it on over the last couple of months to try to, like, rejuvenate their careers, really. And uh, Matt Kuchar, you know, there's some other guys out there um, trying to take a swing at it. But tell me this, Rob, of the live golfers, which I believe there's six previous masters champions coming back with green jackets on i think there's another seven or eight guys uh who qualified to be invited such as a cameron smith and do you see any of those guys patrick reed any of those guys maybe winning it oh man i think um the only person that i could see actually winning it is cam smith um again i haven't been watching too much live recently but it doesn't seem like he's doing like that phenomenal in his past uh appearances on live uh but i mean he's just somebody that when he left he was the big name like obviously dj too like maybe dj so dj or cam could probably win it this um this weekend if it's going to be a live person but i hope it's a i hope it's scotty that'd be really cool i i I after watching the full swing documentary and shout out for for us being in it, <laughs> um, I would I, I want Scotty <laughs> to win. I want I want Scotty to win. That would be really cool. What about Hideki Matsuyama? He won in twenty twenty one. You've got Justin Thomas, who's been working his you know tail off the last few years. Uh, there's a lot of guys out there. I think there's probably. 25 to 30 guys that truly could win it. A Patrick Cantley. Um, I mean, Cameron Young, that young stud I mean, coming up. Max, Max Homa. Homa. There's yeah. so many. So many great guys out there. So well, I'm going Scotty. If you, you take your Scotty, you, you, you pack it away, you put it into a briefcase, and I'll see you Sunday afternoon because whether you like it or not, Scotty Scheffler is going to be in Butler's cabin. He's going to be on the practice putting green where you're going to be all week. And he's going to slip that green jacket onto somebody. Your prediction is that chairman Fred Ridley is going to put it back onto him back to back years. Well, Rob, I believe that Scotty Scheffler is going to take that green jacket and he's going to slip it on to a man who's worn it before a fellow Texan, a fellow Longhorn, and I believe Jordan Spieth will get wow. his second Masters champion. 
Oh my goodness. Jordan Speed. Book it, my friend. Book, Book it. it. His putting is going to be on fire. Keep an eye out for him all week on the practice putting green. Michael Greller, his caddy, is going to have him dialed in. He's going to be reading greens better than you read books. Well, I don't read books. You don't really well. read that well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, so. A little slow up here. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys all have a great time. I, I do miss being there, but it is going to be fun to watch every shot on TV. Think about how cool that is. It's the only golf tournament that you can watch every shot from every player. The Masters, their social media has improved so much. Mm -hmm. There's so many great videos and content out there. They're using AI technology this year to do voiceovers during all of those shots that you can watch on your phone, on the app, on TV, on the computer. And it'll be cool to see Jim Nance kick things off with a little hello, friends. Well, I can't wait it. I can't wait for it. And I can't wait for my Georgia peach ice cream sandwich tomorrow. So uh, for all you listeners out there, have I'm one Rob- for me, Robbie. Boy. <laughs> I will. For all you listeners out there, I'm Rob Brandt. And I'm Rick Brandt. Thanks for listening. We're the brothers, Brandt. Thanks for listening.